0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Angry Officer. Um, Today, I've got a uh, a guest here with me. This is my brother, Jim. Jim, say hi.
1: Hi, guys. Good to be here. Steve, good to be here with you.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. So, Jim, um, he's my older brother, and he... How long have you been in law enforcement, Jim?
1: I've been in law enforcement for almost 17 years.
0: Okay, and uh, Jim works about he works about 300 miles away from me. So we work in completely different ends, you know, different parts of the state and, and, uh, what, so just tell us real quick, Jim, a little bit about what you're like, some of the assignments that you've had as an officer.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, some of my, uh, early assignments when I got in were, um, I've done a little, uh, gang task force. Um, I've been taser instructor, um, Did that for about six years. Did you
0: start off in patrol?
1: I started off in patrol. Okay. And then uh, I actually uh, was a uh, – and then I got onto the pedal bike uh, uh, patrol officer. Um, And then uh, just – I did that for about nine years in patrol and then went into uh, an SRO.
0: Which is what? School uh, school resource officer. High school
1: resource officer. Oh, you did high school. All right. And then – and I, shortly, right after that, I did the Dare program for the elementary school sixth grades. Okay. Grade.
0: Cool. And so, what? Uh, what do you think your favorite? Your favorite? And so, where are you at currently? Now, where are you? So at? You're right, still working, right? Yeah,
1: I'm still currently working, and I just got out of the uh, the Dare program after ten years and eight years as an SRO, and now my assignment's just back to patrol until I retire.
0: Okay. So what's your, what's your favorite assignment been so far?
1: Um, without a doubt, I have to say within the schools, um, I love the SRO uh, assignment. Um, I love teaching the D.A.R.E. program. I, I felt like uh, being, being in those uh, assignments and, de- and working with kids, I felt like was the biggest change of my career personally and what I could do to help kids change their life and help them.
0: So you felt like you had more of an impact as an SRO then?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Just within the kids' lives and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how did you, so I know how I, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but I know how, like for me, patrol was a lot of fun and you get a ton of experience, right? You get a lot of exposure to different things. Yeah. Don't you think in patrol? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Patrol patrol is a lot of variety of stuff from like from the SRO um, and DARE program. Um, and, and, you know, majority of patrol, you're dealing with adults, you know, so yeah. you're, you're dealing with the community, the adult community instead of, you know, the kids
0: who's harder to work with adults or, or kids <laughs>
1: uh, by far adults. <laughs> yeah. By,
0: I, yeah. And,
1: and I always say, I always say to people, you can, you can, you can help change uh, a child's life by, by set examples and teaching them. But most adults are set in their ways Yeah. and you, it's hard to teach, you know, uh, you know, uh a, a intoxicated person or you know someone who's on drugs or you know they're, they're set in yeah
0: ways. yeah i was always uh so most of you probably know i'm also in the sro program so i'm i'm familiar different ends of you know we like i said we're 300 miles apart but we both um have worked that, uh and i i agree i love it it's a great it's a great um benefit to our communities really but uh you know, you're dealing with a kid, everything's all good, and then their, then their damn parent comes in and, <laughs> and messes everything up, and it all just goes to pot.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny how you, you <laughs> can tell the kids that come from, you know, different kinds of families, like families that are maybe more… Um, uh, like
0: financially like, sad or,
1: or even like more, you know, put, put more responsibility on their kids. Yeah. Um, and then you got the parents who probably work a lot. Their kids are more, you know, uh, trying to take care of themselves. Kind of left on their own, left right? On their own. Yeah. And usually those are the ones that have a little bit more problems, and uh, you know, and harder to work with the parents.
0: Yeah. I, so and so you left. You have How long has it been since you were in the SRO program? So a like, year. A year. Or? Just,
1: just this last year. Okay. So the last this last summer is when so I. So just, just not quite. Not even a year then.
0: No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Missing it a lot. We're uh, we're we're seeing an interesting switch um, when it comes to accountability with our kids, um, and I don't know. Maybe you've noticed this up there or not, but you know, with some of the new laws, and it makes it very hard for us. They've kind of taken the with the new laws and some of the legislature that's going on. It's kind of taken our ability to, I don't know, some of our enforcement ability away. Like I don't know about you guys up there, but like you know, you find kids using using vapes or using tobacco. There's really not a yeah. whole lot that we could do anymore oh. as SROs in the school.
1: As, as far as, yeah, as far as law that we pretty much, it's, it's pretty much dealt with just through the administration of the school district. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't, we, you know, it's, it, it's more of just, uh, talking to them, trying to get them to understand what is, how bad it is for you. But it, it's all done, you know, through usually suspensions through the school yeah. and not more, you know, criminal or, or anything with tickets or anything. Yeah,
0: it's kind of an interesting thing because, you know, the with the legislation and, and with the trend, I guess, um, we can't do anything. When we find somebody in the school with tobacco, just as an example, we can't do anything. We can't refer them to the courts or anything. So it has to be dealt with through the school, which sometimes is okay. I don't know about you, Jim, but for me, like, I would just assume the parents take, like I wish the parents would would uh, would hold their kids accountable when we catch them doing things like that. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, but I but I don't know about you, but I I, I know there's a lot of uh, these parents that vape with their kids. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. And you know, when I talk to the kids, I ask them, "Hey, where did you get your vape?" "Oh, it's my, you know, it's my mom's and or yeah. it's my older brother's, or older sister or, you know, it's sometimes in the family." And when you call home and tell a parent you know hey i caught your son or daughter vaping um uh, they're not surprised because they bake with them and it's they're they're not really getting the discipline right. that they should get other other but other just maybe getting suspended from school for right. a couple days so there's
0: really no accountability i know i know and, and and i was always like and i'm still this way like i love in my opinion the discipline should come from the parents first like as a police department, we should be like the last resort, in my opinion, especially for for minor offenses like, you know, um, vaping and stuff. And I'll give you an example of that. I had a kid that was at my school working and I had a kid. And I don't know, Jim, you can tell me if you've had similar things. But I had a kid that was driving like an idiot, right? Like these kids get their license and. You worked in a high school. I worked in a high school. And accidents, right? A big part of what there you do. is you deal with traffic three, three, accidents? Three
1: traffic accidents a minimum a, a week. Easy. Oh yeah, for a sure. Week. Sometimes we have three a day.
0: <clears throat> right. So these this kid had his license and just gotten his license and he's driving kind of a souped up car and he I see him I see him take off. It was lunch, I believe. I see him take off down the street. where well, he he guns it. You can hear his you know motor rev and he passes like several cars on the left. And then cuts in and, you know, just driving reckless, speeding, just driving kind of like an idiot. And when I call his mom, I'm like, you know, when you call home, you kind of get a sense of whether or not it's going to be the type of parent that's going to that's gonna hold their kid accountable. Or whether it's going to be the type of parent that's just going to sort of like…
1: Blow it up. Yeah, be annoyed that you're yeah, even calling I, him, yeah, right? You're calling me for my boy speeding. Like, know, so or, what? Like, yeah, why are you calling me? But not not that he could have, you know, hit a pedestrian. You know, right. You know, you don't really have… During lunch, you not only have cars everywhere, but you've got a lot of kids walking oh, to yeah. and from the school, getting For into sure. the cars. So that's my biggest thing: is there's a lot of traffic with with foot traffic and vehicles.
0: Right, and it's scary, right? A lot, Absolutely. One of the last things I ever want to do, and auto pad. knock on wood, is at the school. I mean, I've obviously, and you sure, I'm sure you have too. I've been on, I've been on tragic accidents with auto and pedestrians or or whatever, but I haven't had. A bad one yet at the school so anyway you know it's we worry about that so I call home to this in this particular case I call home and I say I tell mom what's going on and immediately I could tell mom's like oh yeah we're gonna take care of it and I and I basically said to the mom I said listen I I want you if I give him a ticket we're punishing parents right insurance goes up
1: mostly kids don't work
0: right insurance to parents insurance goes up and you know it's so a lot of times it affects the parents as much or more than it does the kid depending on the parents and whether or not they're going to hold it some you know their kid accountable but so she's like oh yeah we'll take care of it and i basically said you know my choice is you know if you're not going to take care of it then i can give him a ticket and, and i can do it that way but i would rather see you know that taking care within the family so the next day this kid comes up to me and he says officer I just want you you know first of all I I apologize for the way I was driving yesterday. He said but my my mom wanted me to come talk to you and he says um I can't drive my car. I'm grounded from my car so I can no longer drive and 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 I just want to say I'm sorry and you know and I think it was like for a quarter which is like 3 months. So it was a, it was a you know pretty good. And I'm like, "Okay, you know, I think and I appreciate it. I'm like, "That's awesome." So all of a sudden about a month later and I watched, right? Like I'm saying, I'm thinking, yeah, sure. Because yeah. a lot of parents will, you know, they they talk tough. But when it comes right down to it, I mean, I fully was expecting to see this kid driving another week, a week later. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. he comes yeah. up to me. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I was you saying we have cameras. So we have oh, yeah. parking lots are fully of cameras. Yeah. And we can be out and about, but we're, they're easy to spot. Yeah. Know, if they're driving or not.
0: This particular kid comes up to me about a month and a half later and he says, officer, um. So, I really want to go to homecoming and I want to be able to drive my car. But my mom said, I can't unless you give me permission. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. And I was like, yes. Why can't we have more parents like that? Yeah. And I, what did I say? Oh, Hell, yeah. Yes. Go for it, man. I am like said yes. I, I did. I've, I've, I absolutely I've, did. I've
1: actually had some similar cases like that as well where, you know, they, a kid's been suspended for something, uh, you know, off top of my head. I can't remember. But would be suspended. And when you're suspended from the school I was at, you don't get it to go to activities. Is that yeah. how you're yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you've got homecoming or you've got a football game. Well, that's part of beat your suspension is part of not, uh, uh, the activities at the school after right. hours. Yep. And so this was a female and she, uh, she got, in, she got in trouble and I believe it was, it was for vaping in the bathroom and she's a pretty good kid, um, made a bad <clears throat> choice, but most of them are really good kids. Well, same kind of a thing. Uh, she was suspended. Well, it happened to be through a homecoming or, you know, a big dance. And she was gonna miss the dance. She just bought herself a dress. And you know, and it wasn't just, you know, my you know, her mom comes into the school, because uh, we always have parents come in if they're being suspended. And, you know, she this girl's heartbroken because it's not not just that she, you know. She never got a ticket, but being suspended, but she's gonna miss the homecoming dance. Oh we yeah, have, we have a football game, a big football game, and you know she just bought this you know ninety dollar dress, and right. you know mom's upset at her, not at us, but at her. Well, you know, talking about it, um, we actually with with my administration, we actually you know because because we felt like she was sincere, we we actually let her go to the dance, but then continued her suspension. After the, you know, a little bit longer after the dance, and you know, it's it's okay. I believe that's okay because I, I know the kid learns from that, and and they also respect the fact that um, we we do have a heart, or we we right. we we do understand, you know, that yeah. you know there was money involved, and she's going to a dance, and she's you know excited about it. Well, oh, those are those Just are memories, track. right? Just those are. Track.
0: Those are great high school memories that we want. We want these kids to have great memories. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. And I I wish there were, like I said before, I wish there were more parents that were willing to kind of take that. Because honestly, that's where it should start. It should absolutely come from home. And if the parents would be a little bit more, and most parents are really good, but you've got those those few that, yeah.
1: Okay, Steve, here's an example. So have you ever had these cases where, you know, Mm. you'll find a little baggy, of weed in their pocket and you you know those are those little different because you can arrest on those you know you know cite them into a juvenile court um so you call home to the parents and the parents come in and i don't know if you ever had this but a parent will say well I don't think that's my son's, but yet we pulled it out of his front left pocket.
0: Yeah, and those are his. Know, fr- those are his friend's yeah, pants, right? And, We've I, all yeah. heard that one before.
1: And it's just, it's just mind-boggling <laughs> to me to, to when I tell a parent, "No, we, this, he actually pulled this out, or we found it in his front pocket, and his eyes are bloodshot, and he's got a green tongue or whatever, yeah. you know." And and yet the mom still will be like, well, the parent would be like, "I, I you know, I, maybe that he was holding it for somebody, or yeah, right." Just, hold these kids accountable and And there should be always consequences for for people's yeah. actions. It, it could be lighter or harder, but there should be accountability.
0: The the key is we're we're we want them to learn right? Yes, I mean, that's absolutely. the whole idea. we're not we're yeah. not we don't get excited about having to refer a kid into court or even taking him to jail. We want the kids to learn. Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. you know what's it's funny, Jim, you tell me if this has been your experience too. Whenever you find somebody, this isn't even, this isn't even just with kids. This is with adults or kids or whatever. You find somebody with marijuana or with drugs on them. It's always the first time, and oh, it's yeah. always the last time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've never done that before. It's yes. the first time. Yes. Oh, I'm so, never going to do that again. Yeah. Right? Especially, <laughs> We're know, so good. Especially, we always find them the very yes. first
1: time. Especially well, adults are the best because I mean, you get you you'll find somebody. You know, they're doing something wrong. So we we do a search, and you know, and they have you know a baggie of drug or marijuana or something on them but it's steve you're right it's always like oh my gosh oh yeah i just i just this is my first time and i <laughs> i forgot it was even in my pocket and yeah. you know and the guys or the woman you know they're they're in their 40s you know right or it just happens to be that first time i thought
0: um, i was just that good but apparently you're yeah, that good yes. too and, well, and, and hell yeah and
1: that goes to the same thing as you know you stop somebody it's like so i i you know i can tell you been drinking it's always oh yeah well yeah it's just two beers two
0: it's always two, two. two. it's never beer. one no we no. never catch the guy with I, one, I but it's one two. one would say,
1: I've just had one beer, but <laughs> just it's, two no, beers. i just had two beers. And I don't yeah. know if that's the lucky number, the unlucky number, but it's the, the, apparently, the common number.
0: Apparently, those are two beers. big-ass beers, like yes, pitchers. Yes. Maybe yeah. pitchers. Yeah. I don't know. You know,
1: they can't walk, but they can't, so you know.
0: This is, doesn't, I, apparently, doesn't matter where you work. I guess it's the same no matter yeah. what. Because, yeah. like I said, we're 300 miles apart, and it's the same thing where I work. Just two. I've only had two beers. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Apparently, we're either really good, really dumb, or I don't know what. But
1: good at catching the first timers. That's right. Yeah. We're that good. We're just, I think it's, uh, it's us. It's us. It's yeah, us. Right. We're that
0: good. So uh, let's go back to a little bit about just kind of when you got started. How old were you when you started your career?
1: Yeah. So um, I know on your first uh, podcast you mentioned that you know we we were in construction together. Yeah. yeah we had it. So yeah. We had a little construction we, company yeah, we together. Did construction for uh, you know quite a few years and. I was the first one to, to get out of the construction yeah. and, and jump Jim, into the, the police academy. He started
0: the trend with the brothers.
1: Yeah. Started the police academy down, you know, in southern Utah. And uh I was I was older, so I was about 35 years old, 34, 35 when you went years into the academy. When I went into the academy. And uh, I remember the kids in there were like 21, oh, 22, yeah. whatever, but they'd call me grandpa because <laughs> I was a 35-year-old guy. Now he really is but, grandpa. But the cool thing is. I always whooped them in the PT. That's true. Everything. That's so, true. Yeah, they and call me grandpa, and but I whooped them. so
0: you're how old now?
1: So I am right now fifty
0: two. Yeah, and I just turned fifty, and we're still whooping ass, right?
1: That's still whooping ass. Yeah, so
0: yeah. we both go to the gym a lot, almost every day, and every day in the gym. I'd say, I'd say, uh, I'd say we're still showing the young punks how it's done. Yeah, Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> we still get, that's we, right. we still get, uh, looked at, you know, so. hey, as
0: long as they think we could still take them, right? right. We don't as even have to. It's
1: as also mentally thought that, that we just guys, need to look tough enough to take the them. Car me, that's all I care. We so.
0: just need to look tough enough. That's all.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. So, um, so you got in late in life.
1: Yeah. I got late, late in law enforcement. So I'll, I'll be tired, you know, um, around 56. Uh, which is okay, you know. Um, obviously, you can't do Social Security till sixty-two, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, a few more years to go. Um, I, I'm only going to do twenty. That's my goal. Get you know, get in, get my pension.
0: So how how was <laughs> how was your career been compared to how you thought it was going to be? And you know, you know, everybody that starts hasn't has a certain perception on how they think this job's going to be. And so, how close was your how how close was your perception to what far, it really is? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right.
1: I mean, and I'll tell you, it started from almost day one in the academy. And I remember I had my wife, you know, there was a wife and you would go to this one certain class. They talked about a life of a police officer and how it changes your life and, you know, what to expect. And I remember looking at my wife and I said... This guy's crazy. It's never gonna change me. I, I was the I same. Am. I was the I'm same like, way. This job will never change me. She looked at me and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I am who I am. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. gonna change me. Well, guess what? It changes you. Absolutely. And it changes you in a big way. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's frustrating. Um, you know, it's it's some ways it's sad because you know you. You see things in this career that you never want to see, and it does change you. I don't, oh, yeah. you know. oh' yeah. I'd be that guy in that next academy. Would stand up and say, "Hey, I'm looking at every one of you, and it's going to change you." Yep,
0: I, I remember the same thing. I said the same thing. I, I remember in the academy, it's going to change you, and I, and you. I know you're you were like me because I was when I went we into the academy. And, oh yeah, we're you know, blue collar workers. Yeah. I mean that's where our background. But when I went into the academy, I was thirty. I think I had just turned 35. Well, the second half of the so academy. The I had just turned 35, mean. but I had already so had three kids. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had already had three. I had a, a funny story about that. I'm going to divert for just a second. When I was in the academy, they have the um, – and I, I don't know if I've, I – may have already said this before, but when we were in the academy, they always have the uh, the Marines come in and they teach you how to, like, march and stand at attention. And and I'm 30 – I'm 35 I got three kids at home. My wife is like five months pregnant with my fourth. And the funny thing right? about
1: that is I had three kids. I think right. I had three at, least, at the same time. At least. Uh, Jim's got a whole slew. I've, but I've got, quite a, I got yeah, six yeah, total. Yeah, but I yeah. have th- at least three at home.
0: So you, so I same think, thing. So same I remember standing at attention, this Marine, he's got to be 19, 18, 19 tops. And I'm standing at attention. He's in my face just screaming at me, right? Because that's what they do. You, sh- you know, whatever. They, I don't know what the hell they said. And I remember in my mind, I am thinking to myself, "You little punk!" <laughs>
1: I'm, like, I'm like,
0: "You, you better not ever drive through my town, you little well, punk!" that's
1: funny you said because I didn't have that that class or something because yeah. I don't remember no marine yelling in my face because I don't know how I would react.
0: Well, that. you would, you would have done the same, same thing I did because. Ben you're cool, smart enough would, to know.
1: I would have thought what's, I have knocked this kid's head off. That's though, right. Well, me too.
0: I was thinking, you little punk, how to beat yeah, your ass. Yeah. Spin
1: on my face one more time <laughs> when you're yelling but, at me. But
0: here's a motto in police work. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Think mean, talk nice. So, you know, I'm standing. I'm doing what he's telling me. But in my mind, I'm like, you little punk. But anyway, uh, so I'll back to – so I remember thinking the same thing. I remember him saying, you're going to change and thinking, I've been married for – 15 years, I've got all these kids. I ain't I'm not I've ever. we've already had a business for 15 years and I'm like I'm not gonna change. I was wrong. You
1: know, in our construction company we had up to about 20, 25 guys. We were we're working in three different states. I mean we were we were pretty good outfit and we were set in our ways. I mean yeah, but
0: yeah, we were wrong.
1: Yeah, we changed.
0: So tell me, uh so once you started your career, obviously it's different, it's always different than you think it's gonna be. Um what's What's, what's something that had a really big effect on you in your career? Like, I'm sure we've all got those things where if you want to share and some of them, some of them are like, I know I've had things happen that I probably won't share on this, but, yeah, you know, but can well, you think of anything that like just really had an impact on you as far as?
1: I, I think anytime that I'm, I, anytime I've had to apply CPR to somebody, I mean, anytime I'm trying to save someone's life, you know, basically a lifeless life and you've got family members in the background screaming and yeah. you, you've got all the pressure on you to, to try to bring this person back to life. Or even in your mind, if you, if you even know they're not coming back, you do what you can Yeah. And I, that's always tough on you because yeah. you're 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 you are that moment that this that the person that's going to save this family member or whoever it is, and or at least they're looking to you yes, to save yes, them, right? Like yes, yeah. you are their person that's going to bring this person back. And ninety nine percent of the time we don't, right? I mean, we're doing CPR, and it's very rare that we get them to come back. So, do you remember
0: the first time you started chest compressions? Oh yeah, and
1: uh, I cracked ribs. That's right. That's was the creepiest thing. And you you I, know, you know when you're like in there the there right spot because as soon yes. as you push it, you're crack you the ribs, you yeah.
0: don't really crack the ribs. It's well, actually it's the sternum. Yeah, it's, it's but you like feel the pop.
1: But it's you're you're putting a lot of pressure on that. But it's 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 odd. It's a it's a different kind of feeling. But you now I'm gonna go back a little bit. Well, so when I got out of the academy, I was so. I, I was thinking, okay, I'm, I, I went through the academy. Okay, now they're gonna put me in a in, in, into a police department. So I, I was like, I, maybe I sort of re, re- sort of, yeah. Sorry, should have researched better. But I was thinking they're gonna place me. I didn't know I had to go out and find a job. Oh yeah. So I, I, I was. So anyway, you think, self-sponsored. Yeah. So yeah. So I, yeah. So I went through. I paid. For so he it, put himself through the academy. And I'm thinking, okay, I graduated. Okay, where are they gonna send me to work? And they're all like, okay, now you guys gotta go find your jobs. Well when I when I graduated the academy, that's when there was not a lot of openings. I mean right. I remember going to Salt Lake City PD and there was 700 officers yep. applying for like two positions. It was It was that crazy. I remember going to a little apartment like a little department up north where there was there was only 80 80 applicants but taking one one position. And so it was it took me probably about six or seven months to land my job. And the nice thing was I was in Southern Utah and I was actually working in the, in, uh, in the jail for a little bit. So I, I was kind of in anyway. but um, it it was different. I, I you know, it was so, hard to find that job back then. It's think, easier nowadays.
0: I'm pretty sure you and I, and so just kind of a recap, there's, there's a total of four of us. So we have two, me and Jim, and then we have two other brothers that are also police. So. Do you remember – I think you and I and our older brother, I think we all went and applied for UHP once, didn't we, together?
1: It was, it was Salt Lake City PD.
0: Well, we did Salt Lake, but I think we also went to UHP once. Yeah,
1: I don't I, – I, we, we probably did. But I
0: do remember Salt Lake as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there was a ton of applicants. And it
1: was – I mean, it was a three-day – it was like a three-day yeah, training. Yeah, quite work, the like a thing. A three-day uh, – uh, hiring process you had right. just i think just it was three days alone just for the run and the push-ups well yeah, you stuff. had the physical so, test yes. and you had
0: oral boards and you had b-pad. different things b-pad yeah and
1: it was it was a lot of work so yeah.
0: um so i want to go back to the cpr thing yeah i mean we have weird sense of humor right please yeah. please tend to be a bit morbid yes and that's how we kind of deal with some of the stuff that we that we see but i got a kind of a it's funny, it's tragic, but it's also funny. So, I mean, the, the, so the one of probably the first time that I've, that I did CPR and it was, um, our brother was actually there. So we worked on the same shift and I don't know about you, but back then, whenever I got a medical call, like I hated medical calls, like personally, I'd rather go with a guy with a gun than a medical car like a CPR, because we're very limited. We're very limited trained in CPR. Like this is what I always tell people. This is at the extent of our training. If they're not breathing, breathe for them. If their heart ain't pumping, pump it for them. And if they're bleeding, plug up the Patch hole, them. right?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's about yeah, it. That, that's
0: so it. we're on, me and I don't
1: have gauges to set on them and check their- Well, yeah, and, and we don't, really
0: don't, we know. don't, we're not even EMT. I mean, no. we're first responder. We're very basic yeah. trained. So it's kind of like, oh, you, you're basically praying that medical gets there right. like really yes. fast. Yes. So we were actually on, we were actually working together. We get called to a CPR- Or a a, a cardiac arrest. We get there at the same time. When we go inside, this guy's on the – and he's a large guy. Like, he's got a really big gut, and he's laying up on the bed, and he's not breathing. And you got to
1: get him on the floor. Yep, we
0: got to get him on the floor. He's not breathing. Nope, nope. So we pull him on the floor, and this is the first time. So I'm like – I mean, I had been on those calls, but, like, I was the first one there. Me and him were the first ones there. And so it was on us, right? Medical's not there yet. Was there there family there? Yep. Like you said, family's looking to us like, oh my gosh, you know, save his life. And I remember, I think I started compressions. I start compressions and I turn to look to find our brother (laughs) and he's gone. (laughs) And I'm like, where the hell did you go? I was freaked. I'm like, where the hell did you go? And he had gone outside because medical had the ambulance so he, had pulled he, up. He
1: was pulling the medical in. Yeah, no, he had
0: gone outside. Yeah. He had gone outside yeah. to direct them yes. in. Trick, trick. And I was like, I was free. I
1: was yeah. like, what the hell? Right.
0: Anyway, I mean, we're talking maybe a minute, right? And then medical's there and he comes in with medical. And it, it was just funny. I'm, I mean, it was funny because I turned around and I'm like, I'm all
1: alone. Yeah, you, right? yeah, and afterwards, I I'm like, want, I'm like, I bro, support, man, right here. You yeah. Know? Afterwards, give I'm give like, some, bro, where yeah. the hell did you go, man? Because, because I don't know, you know, listeners out there, if you've ever done CPR, I'm telling you, it is, it is the most work you'll ever do pushing on someone's like chest. It's tiring. You will, you will sweat. You will. I mean, we're wearing duty gear. We're wearing a vest. We're, we're. You know, it can be in the middle of summer, but when you're pumping someone's chest like that, you are. Plus, plus, you're getting adrenaline bolt. You know, you're getting your adrenaline going. So you are sweating. You are. I mean, you're working like like more than you think.
0: Yeah. So I remember. Yep. Like I said, I remember doing CPR. I'm with you. Like you always, you know, you feel that the chest crack, and you know, you know, but.
1: I, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, don't hell worry. yeah, I like funny I, I, stories about, about a, a medical. <laughs> so it's probably around one o'clock in the morning. I'm working graveyards, and I get called to a uh, a, uh, a woman in labor. You know, she's, she's ready to have a baby. I don't know if you've had these calls yet. Yeah, I've got a funny so, story too. I'm so gonna tell after I, years I, I roll up to this house. It's one in the morning, and our fire department is literally probably from where this house was at, straight shot down, maybe two miles away. So pretty close. So I'm yeah. thinking, so I'm rolling in here. I know I'm already thinking this lady's going into labor and, the, and, and the I'm on saying, hey, the baby, they can think the baby's crowning, coming oh, out. Geez. So I roll up there, I run in the house and this lady standing at her cupboard on, in her kitchen and pushing. And oh. so my thought is, this baby's gonna fall on his head. Yeah. So I, I'm telling people in the family, grab towels. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never delivered a baby. Grab towels. Do you this. Mi- did you miss that, you that
0: class like, in yeah, the academy? Yeah, I I yeah.
1: Lay down. So, so the, But my whole time, I'm thinking, where's medical's got to be coming? Where's the fire engine? Yeah. I can. I'm always listening for sirens. Okay, I, I don't oh. hear nothing. Well, dispatch. I get on dispatch. I'm like, hey, where's medical? Where's medical? I've been here for you know a couple minutes now, and they're like. Um, They got lost. They went to a, a, a wrong address, oh. so they went to the opposite <laughs> side of our city. Oh my! God. They had to come back. Luckily, this is how close this was. So I'm like, just you know, tell this lady to breathe and stuff. And I did see the crown of the baby, but the head. But they were able to get there in time to get her on a gurney, and she had the baby en route to the hospital. Oh, you dodged!
0: Oh wow, that's funny. So you dodged the bullet on that one. Right, because oh, yeah, she had that, the baby on the way, to the yes, hospital was, instead it of it in your hands.
1: Close, it was that close. Whew. And like I said, we don't we don't get training for that stuff. No. So,
0: so funny story. So, uh, our cousin Greg, obviously, you know, worked worked in the same department as uh, as me for a while. And and for those of you listening, Greg. Greg's our cousin. He's also in law enforcement,
1: but he was like our brother. Like we, oh, yeah, we, we pretty much we grew up together, together yeah, right? I mean, from, yeah, from we were young kids in, t- in elementary school all the way through, and yeah, he actually did construction. You know, in with uh, not with us all the time, but in other you know departments yeah. or
0: areas. So very similar background. Anyway, so Greg. So funny story, Greg. And he was a pretty new officer at this point. So he was he was pretty new, thirty seven years old, it, right around there never been married, no kids, right? So no kids. up to this point, he's pretty much been a, you know, he's been like a bachelor, right? He's a single guy. Right? Yeah, a single guy. So you and I have at least already had kids. So we, we've we at least seen this childbirth with our wives and kind of yeah, experienced yeah. that. So Greg gets called to a medical call, right? And he gets there and I'm behind, I'm backing him up, but I'm a couple minutes, I'm a couple minutes out. So when I arrive there, Greg comes walking out of this back room and his he is white as a ghost like he looks like he just like I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking holy hell like did he just see like the biggest like you know crime scene like blood guts everywhere whatever and he comes walking out I'm like bro what happened he's like he just watched this he just watched this lady give birth in the room luckily fire was there so greg's not the one that actually caught the baby when he came out but it was uh, it was hilarious because he looked like he had just seen the most awful thing in the world and so it was pretty funny that reminded me of that when you said that about childbirth but i don't think people realize the amount of like the broad spectrum of like the type of calls that we go to, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's, I mean, it can rain re- anything, you name it. We you know, you know, probably hear have hear seen police, it or gone you know, to hear it.
1: police officers and people think, Oh, it's, you know, always chasing a bad guy or it's a shooting or it's drugs or it's, but it's everything. I mean, from child birth, uh, um, unfortunately we have too many, of you know, sex offenses. Or, oh yeah. Or to, you know, fires or right. to, you know, Car accidents, or so many different things.
0: So I, I, I laugh, and I love firemen. So if you're a fireman, just you know, chill, because I'm just giving you, you know, I'm. It's 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 friendly banter between fire and yeah. police, right? Oh, I get
1: a lot of fire guys on that great. Oh yeah, guys. no, they're awesome. Oh yes, yes.
0: But but we like to joke with each other, yes. and I always laugh, and I say, I'm way more likely to pull somebody out of a fire than a fireman, because I every fire I've ever been to, I was there first. Oh, yeah. Jim, have you ever pulled anybody out of a burning? Uh, I have. That's right. I
1: have. I've actually, <laughs> I was actually going to my day shift. It was early morning. Um, and from my house, I had to pass a trailer park that was in a different city going to my city for work. And I just happened to know smoke coming up in this trailer park area. And I knew it was fresh because it just started. And so I cruise over there quick. I get on dispatch. Well, when I get in front of this trailer, it is – it is, and trailers are made. like a double wide, like, yeah, like a it's like a double wide trailer yeah. in a trailer park. But you know the way they're made, they go fast. I mean, yeah. when they start, it's so had this seconds. even had this call even been broadcast no, on. The, okay, I, I, I put it out over broadcast. Oh, okay, said, so hey, you were a, definitely I first. to a fire, and it's I see flames. So I tell them I see flames. <laughs> I get out of my car, and everybody's yelling at me. There's there's a man inside this trailer. There's a man inside this trailer. So I go up onto the porch, and when they say backdrafts happen, I, I'm first to tell you they happen. So I kicked the front door of this trailer in and this this backdraft pretty much knocked me back th- with the, I mean, this this trailer was like, you could see flames coming out of this front window and stuff of this trailer. So when I kicked the door in, it just instantly just knocked me right back, uh, onto my back. And I thought there's no way I can go through this front door. And people are like, I mean, coming out of their trailers and screaming, there's somebody in there. So I took out my ass. And uh, which is, a you know, ex- expandable baton. on yeah. And I, I went to the back of the trailer where there, there was two sets of windows. And I remember I, I, I break out the windows because I thought, you know, this is the only way I could either, either get in or where there's no flames coming out yet. So I hit the windows and I'm yelling, who's in the house? Is anybody in the house? Well, I, I break out the second window and I noticed all of a sudden a hand, two, two, two hands come up on the windowsill. And I'm like – and I just remember like yelling, you know, I got you, I got you. And I grab his hands, and I'm trying to pull this guy up. And as I'm pulling him up through the window, I notice, you know, he doesn't have a shirt on. And I keep pulling pulling. Well, I, I get him out, and the guy had no clothes on. He just he just barely got out of the shower. And what, re- what really freaked me out is he had, he had no legs. Oh. So he was – Surprise, yeah, surprise. so like huh? I'm pulling this guy. And I, I thought, this guy's kind of light actually. but oh. So when I'm pulling him – I, I get him out and and he just, he was in the shower, he said, and he was able to just crawl to that window where he heard my voice and was able to reach up with his hands and, and just grab that windowsill where I was able to pull him through that window, I, I get him out onto the lawn. I'm yelling for people to grab a blanket and I drag him up towards this pine tree. That's, you know, maybe 30 feet from the trailer. Um, uh, all said and done, a, a dog ended up dying in that trailer. Um, and and two other trailers went up, fully engulfed in flames. Wow, but that, no one, but no people hurt. No, no people were ever hurt. It's awesome. That. So that was that so, was so
0: a the first time ever experience. the policeman was in the right time at the right, or there was a policeman around when you needed one, right? Right. First exactly. time ever. Yes, exactly. God, we're never around when you need us right? though. Mostly. Never. Yeah,
1: were they That's out? awesome, man. So it was it it's was awesome. a uh, it was a it was a crazy, but uh, when you save a life, it's it's always it's, yes. That that's when you that's when you love your job or you know that you know it's you're happy to be the police officer. Right. That doesn't come very often though.
0: Right. Especially in patrol. Yes. Like I don't know about for you, but for me, one of the reasons I went into the schools was because of the negativity in patrol. I mean, it just just dealing with every call you go to is pretty much negative and oh, you yeah. never yeah. you never get to see the outcome of those calls or very rarely, which is kind of hard too, right? Like, yeah. you, cause you, you go right? No, you don't know. Like you go, you go court,
1: and, you yep. Know, and they, they, you know, if they play guilty. That's how you know. But sometimes they plead not guilty. You might have a court case or a court date to, to go to court, but you know, but you
0: don't ever see the no. impact that you have or no. the, the actions that you take. I mean, I shouldn't say you don't ever, it just doesn't happen all that often. Have yeah. you had people come up to you and say, Hey, remember that time? And then just say, like, you know, you did this or and tell you, like, the impact that it had on them. I've had oh, yeah. people do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And, yeah. And,
1: um, uh, yeah. Especially being in the schools, like me being a, a sixth grade DARE instructor, you know, and being there for, you know, the 10 years. I followed my sixth grade classes up and through high school where they graduated through school. Yeah. So it was kind of a neat and unique experience for me because not only did I know my high school kids, but a, a majority of them I taught in elementary school. Yeah, so you've known know them for a good you. four years. Yeah, they don't forget oh, no. you. So no, no. A lot of these kids I knew for a long time. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I've, I've had several several people, adults and kids, come up and say, hey, do you remember this incident? I want to thank you um, because you changed my life. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm no longer doing drugs or I'm no longer – uh, because we have a, we have a short time from when we arrest somebody to go to jail that, you know, we can have conversations with these people oh yeah and a lot of, of them want to, you know, they want to talk, you know, they're going to, they're, they're, they're in handcuffs, they're on their way to jail and they'll spill a lot of stuff to you. Yeah. And you know, and I, I, I like to talk to people and. Yeah, there's there's been several cases where people have said, "Hey, you've you've helped me in my life, and I'm a different person now." Which and those kind of make you feel great.
0: Which is kind of why we probably put up with the because it's oh, not an easy job, right? No,
1: no, it's it's probably the most like I said, construction, uh, pounding a hammer, cutting, you know, with the saws and and all that Ma- stuff managing, for years. Managing, 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 and collecting
0: money. Yeah. And
1: I mean, that was that was difficult too, but this is by far probably the most mental. Yeah difficult different different kind of hard right physical all the time but mentally mentally challenging yeah different different kind of hard for sure yes
0: so i kind of want to that kind of leads me to my next part that i want to talk about a little bit and that's uh the effect that this job has had on not just we know it's had an effect on us and we won't get into a lot of that but we've talked a lot about it we've we've had a lot of the similar things um that this you know a, a similar situations I guess that that's we've been affected similarly let me say that we've been affected similar similarly um because of this job but I want to know how you think it's affected like your family
1: um I I think for me personally um I'm I'm definitely more protective than I, than I ever would have been um which I think my kids sometimes you know I'm that I'm that parent that is always you know I gotta sit against the wall, my back to the wall, in a Oh, yeah. and I've got sure. And I'm always teaching my kids, but but I, I I'm definitely probably my kids will tell you I'm I'm angry a lot. They'll tell you I'm angry a lot. You know what the
0: name I, of my podcast is, right? Yeah, the Angry yes. Yes. Officer. But it, it's true. <laughs> We're gonna name this one yeah. the Angry Officers.
1: Yes, because <laughs> you know they say, "Dad, you're you're always mad or you're you're upset," and 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 you know, and I've never been a depressed person growing yeah. up, but I I feel. Probably if there's depression, I feel it more now than I've ever felt in my life. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, Just a lot of anxiety. I mean, our job is you, you sit behind a radio in a car and you're waiting for that next call. And you don't think that gives you anxiety? You're crazy. Right. Especially
0: when you have I could you know it could be anything. anything.
1: I mean anything. Anything. You you just you're waiting. You're you're sitting there looking at your CAD screen or you're looking, you know, you're just thinking, what is my next call? You know, where where am I going to next? Am I gonna go into a shooting? Yeah, am I going into another, you know, incident where I'm doing CPR, a hanging, you know, whatever. Well, and
0: all those things that you see, I mean, obviously as policemen, we see we see we see more tragic things than most people ever see once in their life. And we see those things over and over, whether it's suicides, whether it's shootings, whether it's, you know, child domestic abuse, violence. domestic violence. And I, and Sexual my last, abuses. right. My last podcast, I kind of mentioned this. And that is one of the things that was really hard for me was seeing these little kids with drug, with drugs, drug addict parents and these little kids that just aren't getting taken care of, you know, and they're they're dirty and they're not being fed and just sad. I I have been in houses. Yes.
1: I've been in houses where it it is they're filthy and and kids are crawling around on, you know, animal feces and the the house has never been clean. The kids are just and and the parents are just, you know, they they're putting needles in their arms and they're or they're smoking meth And you know, you walk out of there just Heartbroke. i mean yeah. i don't know you want to just take those kids and adopt them
0: and those things don't you don't you know we we store those things i mean they're they're, they're stored away somewhere And some people some people deal with that stuff differently and i don't know about you i know we've talked obviously a lot but um at nighttime it tends to come out with me a lot oh yeah but uh you. you know we both we both are active in the gym and so i think that's one of the ways that i i would go nuts if i couldn't go to the gym oh, yeah. that's how i get rid of a lot of my yes. stress but i want to i want to bring in um, I want to bring in your wife, and we'll probably bring in my wife as well. Okay. And I want to ask them. No, I, mean I want to get. Yeah, I know. Huh? I know. Um, I,
1: hope, I hope she's. Uh,
0: people, put some earmuffs on your kid. No, I'm just kidding. They're both awesome. Yeah. But we're gonna bring them in, and uh, well, we've I'm gonna
1: been married for a long time. Yes. So we're truly blessed that way. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. And uh, I'm just gonna kind of get their perspective. I mean, and uh, so so hang tight. We're gonna we're gonna introduce them here, and uh, we'll see what they have to say. Okay, so like I said, we're gonna bring in the wives here. Um, we've now got uh, we've got Jim. You want to introduce your
1: lovely wife? I I would love to. This is my lovely wife of 25 years that she's put up with me. And this is Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Hi. <laughs> Mindy, hi Mindy's, Mindy's,
0: Mindy's not shy. I don't know what Mindy's problem is. And then my wife Jennifer is here. Um, Jennifer, how long have we been married? You tell me. <laughs> we're almost 28 years, right? We're yes. working on our 28th year. So. Um, here's the interesting thing about us. And so I think this is going to be kind of a unique perspective is you guys, how many kids did you have Mindy before Jim went through the Academy and became a policeman? Do you remember?
2: We had four kids while he was going through the Academy.
0: Okay. And you guys had already been married for quite some time. We were the same, right? Yes. Um, we had three kids. You were pregnant with our fourth. Yes. So we had a whole other life before we became policemen. Um, and So I guess what we want to know is how has this affected you guys and how has it affected the family? Jim being a policeman.
1: Mindy? Well, it's... Be nice.
0: No, be honest. I want want to know.
1: But this is the angry officer. (laughs) It's not the angry wife.
2: It has definitely changed. It's changed, well, everything and life changes anyway, but... It's changed a lot of um, how he was in construction, a little more laid back to being more on guard. Yeah, very on guard Guard um, with everything, um, with the PTSD. I don't know if you guys talked about that, but Not too much. there's a lot of things that go into that. Very jumpy, very... Loud noises, mm-hmm. um, getting angry quicker.
0: <laughs> Have you ever heard your husband say, "That guy's a piece of shit"?
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> daily, yeah. daily, POS. Hourly. Everybody's
0: yes. a POS, yes, right? Yes. yes. Daily. A little cynical there, mm-hmm. right?
3: Cynical. They're very defensive. What? Yes. What are
0: you
1: talking, Jim? I don't know what you're saying. What do you mean? That's really defensive. very defensive. I don't, I don't know what we she's do talking that. about.
3: But that's what you're trained to be. Yeah. You're you're trained um, to
0: do that. Do you know? Do you, do you do you guys know where you're supposed to sit when we go into a restaurant? Always. Yes. We always. We have our
3: back. We have our backs to the door. You That's guys have right. your face to the door. It's That's a constant. right. We're we
0: to Always. Sit. I don't know about you though, Jim, but even before I was married, I was that way. Yeah, I, 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 I think always, we have I the personality where you're always kind of watching. Every, you want to watch anyway,
1: right? I'm but, a pe- I'm a people watcher. So right,
0: but just being a policeman is that much worse. Like. Um,
3: well, there were many times that you guys were mistaken for police officers even before that's you true. were.
0: That's true. I think it was Destin. I don't think we, we had a it. bald head. Well, not even then. I don't think we had a choice. I think it was just sort of the...
3: It was what you were supposed to be. Maybe
0: the personalities. I don't know. But um, what about you, Jen? How do you think it's affected... Uh, what about the kids? Like, how do you guys think it's affected the kids? I mean, you had older kids when he became, and then you have also had kids after. Uh, did it change you guys as parents? Yes. The way you parented?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, you. So we were very more ca- we were a lot more cautious about where they were at, what they were doing, who they were with. I mean, we were to begin with anyway, but it became more, just more noticeable. We made sure we knew exactly where they were. Sleepovers, not a chance.
0: Yeah, no, we, we, we put an end to sleepovers real quick. Yep.
3: That was a no-no.
0: Um, unfortunately. But. And that
3: was hard on the kids because they didn't understand. Like, all my friends get to go sleepover. Why can't I? Well... Because what Dad's seen, you don't sleep over other people's yeah. houses. This just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Um, I know. For me, my my attitude changed. I I became so grateful because you know you deal with these kids. I remember once I talked to a fourteen year old girl who was a drug addict. She'd already she'd already sold her. She'd already been pro you know was prostituting. She'd done all these things, and I remember thinking. Damn, I'd get mad at my kid because she didn't pick up her toys. You know, like that was my yeah. And so so my perspective that way changed, and it was like, holy crap, like I am so thankful. Our kids are awesome, right?
1: Well, compared okay. to what we've I, seen. I mean. And sometimes I gotta step back. I mean, sometimes like I will I I gotta take a step back and think, okay, I'm getting mad at my kid because of some, you know, something that yeah, made me mad, but then I think, wow, really? It, I've seen a lot worse and my kids aren't that bad. No, the bad scheme of things are yes. great, right? Like they're yes, awesome. But, but at the time I'm yelling at them or I'm yeah. upset with them because well, you, you
3: catch yourself treating them not on purpose, but you treat them like you're treating the people out there that you're dealing with
0: and you have to yes. step
3: back and you have to realize you're doing that. And it took you guys a lot of time to figure that out.
0: Yeah. It was tough. You know, I, and I, I think it was like, sometimes I knew how it affected me and I probably even kind of could tell how it affected mm-hmm. Jan, my wife but I had an experience once where it, it kind of hit me that, wow, this probably has an impact on my kids as well. And I was, my youngest was um, probably three and a half or four years old and I was getting ready to go to work and I was that dreaded, right? The worst part of the day is putting on that damn vest. Oh, yeah. The best part of the day is taking it off. I'm putting on my vest and my my little girl looks up at me and she says, daddy, what do you put, you know, why do you have to wear that? And of course, you know, she's three, four. I'm trying to, I'm like, well, because, because sometimes there's bad people out there and they might want to hurt me. And so this protects me from bullets. And she just looked at me and all of a sudden you could see it in her eyes. It just dawned, it clicked, right? Something clicked in her brain and she looks at me and she says, well, what happens if you get shot in the head? And to me, you can't that was like, holy crap. What? What am I supposed to tell my four-year-old? My three and a half year old, I you know I this is what I said because I kind of wanted to downplay it and play it off for her, and I said, "It's okay, sweetie. Daddy has a thick skull."
3: <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, okay." And right. what but, about her, but I just
0: now? I'll never forget that. And It was like, "Wow, like this isn't just me that this affects. Mm-hmm. This is my kids. My you know you guys obviously worry yeah. my kids. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a whole family. It affects the entire family for sure." Yep. Um, anything else you guys that comes uh, to mind
2: a lot of um, and I think as a police wife because you have to be there so we don't go out and we don't go to the calls and we don't see we the don't dead see bodies and we time. don't see all this stuff but we have to hear about it yeah and, and we, we have, have to listen that exactly yeah. we have to be able to listen we yep. have to take that in we have to be able to be there for them no matter what. Yep. He's called me many times and, and crying. Yeah,
1: crying. I mean, literally crying, crying on the phone.
2: I remember the day that you had three children that you had to do CPR on. In, in one day. In one day. That's yes. awful. Um,
1: and they were all infants or one, toddlers. One, yeah. well, one, was like? One. Seven, his right?
2: brother ran over his uh, six-month-old baby's head or one-year-old, something yeah, like that. Yeah, year old. Um, there was a drowning after that. And then the last one was electrocution. Um, an electrocution mm-hmm. on a child that uh, was holding onto a swing set and lightning, lightning oh, hit. It. Yes. it was all in one day, one and day. he had lost it, and oh, I yeah. can't even yeah. imagine. And just listening to him talk and having to be there for me, you know, your or me for him, um, trying to comfort him is and just... not knowing
3: really what to say because exactly. we've never seen it. We, oh no, we have no idea.
2: Exactly, and to. To have to listen to that also because I don't want to hear it yeah. but I have to hear it yes I have to let him be able to talk to me about it and and get it out and work through it because I know that you guys internalize that stuff I oh, can't yeah. even uh, imagine so especially we, we
3: have
0: our own kids yeah well exactly.
3: well that's that's what makes it even harder for you guys because you have the killer kids and you you think of them
0: golly I, I mean, feel like I want to give Jim a hug <laughs> Come
1: here, come
0: here, man. I, love you, man. I know how right it day. is. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So
2: the good part of that yeah. whole day, all three children survived. Survived. That's the And oh they are my gosh. all good. Hell yes.
0: I just wanted
3: don't to throw them. that See, out there. See, that right. makes me feel yeah. better right. already. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's yes. a good day. Well, we yes.
1: That's a good time. day. Well, or, yeah. No, you don't. We already talked about that. Yeah, you leave and have no idea. Sometimes you don't hear Yeah, all three of those kids were lighted that day. awesome. they were air medded out somehow. So
0: you hear that and you're just like, oh. So, Thank God, right?
1: Yes. Um, absolutely. Because that's not often.
0: Yeah. Um. So here's my question to you, Jim and Mindy. Jim, I'll ask you first. So I know that it's been a tough career. You're coming close. You got, you know, just under four, three three and a half years, right? Three Something and a like half that. Years, yeah. Do you regret it?
1: No. No. I don't know if I'd ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't regret my job. And and my career, but if you were to ask me, would you go through it again? I probably would would not. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say because I am a I'm a per, people person. I want to, I want to help people. That's my life, or that's who I am. But which brings me to my. It's hard like, to say. That's a hard question. <laughs> it is a hard question. I, I I don't know if I'd want to do it again. Yeah. I really don't know if I would want to do it again. You know my first episode. You remember what's called? You probably don't.
0: Yeah. It's who we are. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's just who we are, and it was before we even became policemen. It's just who we like, are. We're those. Kind of, and I was, was going to ask you this earlier. You were telling us the story about the fire, right? Yes. Did at any point did you think yourself, "Hell no, I ain't going in there"? No. Like, like you were going to do what you had to do to no. get him, right? Yeah, I mean, that's right. Uh, yeah,
1: and that's that goes with anything. I mean, when I go to a call. And I, maybe I, I think to myself afterwards, maybe I should sure. have done that afterwards. You oh, do, for sure. But like, in the heat of the moment, I'm I have got my mind set on what I'm going to do, and right. I do it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. rather I got burned or. And, you know, honestly, some people
0: might might be critical of us for that, but I'm the same way. It's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done that, but you don't think that way. You just want to help that person, right? Yes. You're there. Um, That's yeah. That's so, problem. what yeah. about you? Regrets?
2: No. No, I wanted to support him and that's what he wanted to do. Um, has It's definitely changed our marriage and our lives and stuff like that, but it's not like it's it's nothing that. it was a trial. It went was, through. it was, it was our lives. So that wow. was, mm-hmm. it was part of our life, So Jen, do I regret it?
0: Any regrets for you? No.
3: Like she said, it was what you wanted to do. And I'm here to support that. I mean, you could have chosen any career and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. I would have supported you hundred percent. Right.
0: Well, I'm just going to say for me, like, definitely no, re, no regrets. Um, the Some of the experiences are hard. And obviously, it's going to affect us for the rest of our lives. But the, the those rare occasions where somebody comes up to you and says, this is what you did to help me, or even the three kids, right, that end up living. Just thinking back on that stuff, it's like, yeah, I I don't know that oh, I would do it again either. Yeah, but that was but,
1: why we're doing it. Yeah,
0: but definitely.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm definitely going to be grateful when it's over. Yes, Very. but I'm also yes. going to be grateful Very. for the experiences <laughs> okay. and the perspective that I've gained yeah. because of it.
1: Mindy, you going to be grateful when it's over. I said yes. Yes, yes. Oh, we already <laughs> yes. looked at each other. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's it, those those little times of of saving someone's life or someone telling you to thank you for what you do, even like if I'm in a restaurant or if I'm in a store and I have my uniform on, those people just come up to me and say, hey, I just want to thank you for your service and what you've done because I know your job is hell, and I couldn't even imagine doing your job. Those people right there I look at and say, you don't know how much that means because that's what keeps me You're
3: the reason why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, especially
0: today with what's going on, we could talk for another 30 minutes, 40 minutes about that, so we won't get into it, but especially with what's happening today. So, um, well, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you guys letting me talk to you and interview you. Yeah. Thank uh, you.
1: Thank you thanks for, for having us. Yeah. I think
0: it's fun. Love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> love you too, man. And I, and I just want to tell the wives too, how much we Jan how much I appreciate you and Jim, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yep. I, just the support is yeah. awesome. And I feel bad for you guys having to put up with our sorry asses, but,
1: Right. <laughs> Steve, you thanks know, and, and again I want to tell my wife how much I love her and my kids and stuff, and and I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, and their support. Um, but yeah, Jim probably puts up more with Steve than Mindy does. So. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, right. Hey Jim. Yeah. Tougher. <laughs> Who's tougher out of you and I? I I'm tougher. I'm tougher. <laughs> I'm not, you tougher. wanna go wrestle? Anytime
0: no, no, yeah, right. no, no more wrestling. Don't don't fool yourself. He'll be crying for a week, but yeah. his neck hurting. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. And uh again, if you you know, please sh- like and share this. If you have any comments or anything that you want to hear me talk about, you know, drop me a line at uh, theangryofficer@gmail.com. And uh, until next time, have a good one. I'm out of here. safe.